Hello, and thank you for listening to the Pop Culture Blabber podcast. Today's episode, we are going to go over um, and talk about the four-hour Janet Jackson documentary that just aired on Lifetime this past weekend. It was um, it, it aired over two nights, two hours one night, two hours um, another night. It was Friday and Saturday, this past Friday and Saturday night. Um, and, I mean, there was a lot. There was a lot in this documentary. Um, but I also, having said that, there was also a lot, but nothing at all, if that makes sense. So, yeah, let's just get into it. Let's just start talking about it. Here we go. All right. So the Janet Jackson documentary um, that aired on Lifetime this past weekend, like I said before, So it aired this last Friday and Saturday. It was January um, 28th and January 29th. It's, I mean, it it was an amazing four-hour documentary. Anybody that is a fan of Janet Jackson's or knows, you know, anything about Janet Jackson is she is a very private person. She doesn't do these kinds of documentaries. She rarely does interviews. Um, from what I'm told, if I'm wrong, please somebody correct me, somebody send me a message and correct me and all this. But from what I've read and from what I've researched, she is a very, very private person. So for her to do this, she clearly wanted to get some things off her chest. Now, okay, so let's start with the first two hours because I kind of feel like the first two hours we can quickly skim over because there really wasn't a lot there, to be honest. I mean, for any Janet Jackson fan, you loved it. You loved it because you're a fan of hers. You want to see all this stuff, right? But the first two hours really kind of just going through her childhood and, you know, some of the troubles she faced and just kind of coming up as an up-and-coming artist. Um, and she, it really more so focuses on her family, the, the dynamics of her family, um, of her very famous family and, you know, the dynamics between her and her siblings. And she flat out, you know, she comes out and says, you know, I'm closest to Randy Jackson, who is actually now her manager. That's one of her brothers. And also Mike, Michael, who we all know, you know, the king of pop, Michael Jackson, say what you want about him, but musically, I mean, he was a genius, and um, it's unfortunate that he passed away in 2009, but you could tell she's, just looking at her, you could tell she was very, anytime she talked about Michael, it was in a very endearing way. Um, But she also did, you know, there were certain points where she did point out, like, something changed between them. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Now, something else I do want to say about this documentary is... So Hollywood in general, right? Like when you get teasers or trailers for documentaries or for shows or movies, right? They want to make the teaser and the trailer as enticing as possible to grab in as many viewers as possible. Me personally, I felt like the teaser 
or the trailer, whatever, whatever you want to call it in this case, for this documentary was very, very misleading. Please don't come after me. That's just my opinion. I just feel like the, the teaser was kind of... or I'm just going to call it a trailer, okay? I just felt like the trailer was alluding to a lot of things that we were going to get answers to. And we did get a, answers to a lot of things, but... It was very, the answers were, were very, I don't know how to explain it. They were very Janet Jackson-like. Like she, again, she is a very, very private person. She gives very vague answers when she, on the rare occasions where she does give interviews um, and stuff like that. So the one thing you know, for the again, for the first two hours, the two hours of this four part um, documentary, it was really just um, it was really just going through her childhood, how she came up, talking about her family, her family dynamics, the complications of the family dynamics, the Jackson Five talks to, you know, talked about Michael, Michael's fame, um, her, her, you know, her coming into her own and that's where we kind of go into part two of it all right now one of the main questions that people really wanted to know so any Janet Jackson fan and any you know pop culture fan will tell you that this has been a rumor that has been going around for a long for I believe over 20 years like over 20 30 years 25 years something like that I don't know the exact date, but basically the rumor was that Janet Jackson early on in her career had a baby, a baby girl, and that she, the rumor was that she gave it to her sister, Rebe, to raise. Now, they addressed this in the documentary, and it was very, again, it was very anticlimactic. Like, it was just, she was like, no, like, I never had a baby. She's like, what do you... She was basically like, what are you talking about? And then I can see this from her side. You know, she talks about like when I was seeing the press on this and the rumors coming out and even her sister's like, where is this all coming from? What? Like, what is happening here? So she completely dispelled that. She came out and said, no, that is not true. I never had a baby. And if I were to ever, you know, if I was to have a baby at that time, I would never have given it away. Like, that's not me. So basically, she put that to bed, I guess, for now. Um, yeah, and there's really not much more to say about the first two hours. Um, unless I'm just forgetting something. But there really wasn't much... It was a good bio... Again, it was a good biography on her and her career and her coming up you know, from literally the time she was born to superstardom. It was great in that aspect. But the documentary started off, and this is where I kind of felt like they were kind of misleading us. Like, the documentary started off with... I think it was something along the lines of, like, on the screen, it was just, like, a, a black screen with writing on it, right? It starts off that way, and it says... Janet Jackson invited a film crew to follow her on her, I think it was 2017 or 2016 tour or something like that. And they have been following her for the last five years. I, 
I don't know if I buy that, especially after watching the documentary. I don't, I don't believe that. Like, do I believe that she has been working on this and this is something that's been worked on for a while? Yes. Do I believe that she has had cameras following her around for five years? No. I mean, do I think that there were times that they set up like at this you know, during this week, we're going to be doing these things. So bring the cameras, let's film, and you can get some content out of it. I think that's more so how it went. But they made it, you know, in the beginning of the documentary, they made it just kind of seem like, oh, and the cameras followed her for the next five years. Like, it was just very, it was just, and then after watching the documentary, you realize that's really not the kind of documentary it was. So... That was really the first two parts. There's really not much else to say about it. And I, I don't want to keep going on and on and repeating myself because I know I do that. I know I do that a lot, guys. I know I do. Um, for anybody that's listening, I apologize. I am working on it. I promise I will get better at it. But yeah, that, that was pretty much parts one and two. Um, I would love to hear what you guys have to say about it. Please send me voice messages. Send in voice messages um, through Spotify, um, through the Anchor app. Um, also, again, you can send me messages on um, my Instagram at PC Blabber. I am actually thinking about setting up a phone line at some point where you guys can kind of call in and leave voice messages. And then I can... Um, you know, take whichever messages I want and play them and kind of respond to them on air, that kind of thing. Um, eventually, I do want to head over, you know, into the live Q&A space and YouTube and kind of do content that way along with the podcast. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So anyways, that was parts one and two of the documentary. Again, not much, just kind of going through her biography and how she came up. And now let's go into part two. So now we get into part two um, or the next two parts of the documentary parts. Sorry, parts three and four. So the, the last two hours of the documentary, which I think most people were waiting for those two parts because they wanted to hear what Jana had to say about this, you know, the 2004 Super Bowl. Um, I think we all remember uh, Nipplegate, uh, wardrobe malfunction gate, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, people, people really wanted to see that. At one point, I, I did hear a rumor before any of this documentary documentary aired. I did hear a rumor that. Justin Timberlake was going to make a surprise appearance in it. He did not. Let me make that clear. He did not. Um, so, yeah. So that's that's that. But she does talk about it. She does talk about it, but she really doesn't. And that's, and that's where I kind of go back to my original thought of there was a lot in this documentary, but also really nothing at all. And by that I mean a lot of this stuff, like, we knew. We already knew. You know, but, but it was nice to kind of hear it from Janet. And it was also, you know, it was her words, her truth, whatever. And that's what she wanted to do with it. So, um, she actually, Janet actually said, uh, that right after 
um, the 2004 Super Bowl halftime show, you know, for anybody that doesn't remember that, that was when Janet had that very famous wardrobe malfunction and Justin was singing, um, I'm gonna have you naked by the end of this song and then he rips off her, um, half of her top and her entire boob comes out. Now they both claim that's not what was supposed to happen. To this day, none of us really know. None of us know if that was planned, not planned. Like, we just don't know the full truth behind it. And I think a lot of people were really looking to this documentary because they thought that Janet was finally going to say, like, this is what happened. This is what it is. But there's still, there's still really no closure on it for the fans. There still really isn't because she said, she herself said that she told Justin in her words, and I quote, she said, listen, I don't want any drama for you. They're aiming all of this at me. If I was you, I wouldn't say anything. End quote. She said, she said, specifically said that to Justin right afterwards. Now, For all of us who were there during that time and remember all of this, we remember Justin didn't take that advice at all. Justin talked and talked a lot about it and as much as he could, it seemed like. Um, One of the things that was really kind of disgusting after, you know, I can't find the right word. I I guess disgusting would be the right word is. So the Grammys were kind of like, I believe it was a couple of weeks or a few weeks after, or a week after, something like that. Shortly after the, the Super Bowl. And both Janet and Justin were both supposed to be there. Janet claims they disinvited her. Be- and now the claim out there is that CBS went to Justin and his people and Janet and her people and said, all right, you want to come to the show, you're going to need to apologize again on the show, meaning the Grammys. And Janet's just like, no, like I already put out an apology. It's done. Then I'm not coming to the show. And her, you know, okay, before I go into this, let me say, Justin did go to the show. He did win multiple awards. I think he knew he was going to win multiple awards. And during one of his awards acceptance speeches, he did again apologize. Um, And it did feel very, like, just staged and scripted, but I won't go into that right now. But again, for those of us that were around that time, you know, meaning we were there and we were kind of following this in real time, Janet Jackson's career suffered big time after this. Like, big time after this. Um, It was... I mean, she was blacklisted. Les Moonves, who was the head of CBS at that time, who, you know, the Grammys are on CBS, who he now is no longer the head of CBS. He has his own allegations and troubles in his life. I won't get into that, but you can go online and search him and you'll find out all about that but 
just the audacity to have, like, after she already made a video apology prior to the Grammys, you're going to demand that she apologize on the show as well? Like, come on, give me a break. It's It was just too much, and I, I'm glad she said no. I'm glad she said no, and I'm glad she didn't go. Now, I did kind of get the feeling that she just wants this to go away. Like, she doesn't want to talk about this anymore. This happened in 2004. You know, this was almost 20 years ago at this point. What the hell am I... What am I talking about? Yeah, 20 years ago. It's 2022. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, This happened in 2004, and I think in Janet Jackson's head, it's like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't want this brought up anymore. Like, it happened. It is what it is. There's nothing we can do to go back and change it, fix it, whatever. Let's just move on. So at one point she did also say, and I quote, Justin and I are very good friends and we will always be very good friends. He and I have moved on and it's time for everyone else to do the same. So, but the fans are not ready. The fans are not ready. Look, I've been on Twitter. I've been on Reddit. I've been on Instagram. I've been, the fans are not ready to forgive Justin Timberlake at all period and they're also now coming after Jermaine Dupree because Jermaine Dupree for those of you who don't know her you know dated Janet Jackson before he really blew up and became Jermaine you know became fam famous in his own right but he you know he was on the documentary and I think there's a mutual respect there you kind of sense that when both when he's talking about Janet and when Janet's talking about him, you can you can feel there's definitely like still love there because he doesn't say anything bad about her. Like he doesn't. He said if anything, he talk he praises her and he talks very highly of her. But he does admit admit that the reason why the relationship ended was because he was cheating on her. I mean, it was you know that plain and simple so now people are coming after him you know Janet fans are coming after him I do understand look to be honest with you I'm not over the Justin thing with the with the um halftime show I don't think it was fair I think they went after her when she wasn't even the one who ripped off the thing that exposed her boob like it should have been 50 50 50 blame and it wasn't and that's the sad part and I don't think people understand how much her career really suffered after this. It really did. Um, she put out some amazing music after this, and I hope now, because looking at the iTunes charts and everything since the documentary has come out, like, her albums have skyrocketed on the iTunes charts, and I can only imagine people are, you know, watching her videos and re-listening to her music and kind of falling in love with her with her again and she deserves that because she is an icon of our time she is she's an icon of our time and she deserves that now this documentary let me continue with the second part so the the second part again it, it just really focuses on no i don't want to say it focuses on it doesn't focus on the halftime show they do so her brother randy who is her manager he did at one point tell her that 
you know, Justin Timberlake's people were reaching out to them to see if she wanted to perform. Because I believe Justin performed, I think it was, what, 2018? He performed the halftime show. And apparently he wanted her to be a part of it. And Janet says, and I quote, Would it be nice to be able to perform? Yes. We love entertaining. But on the flip side of it, it's dredging up the past, reliving something that happened over 10 years ago. End quote. So again, you see that in her head, like she doesn't want to go back there. She's moved on from it. She's moved on from it. She's not going to do an in-depth in- interview over what happened at the 2004 Super Bowl and why it happened. She's not going to do that. So anybody, any fans that are placing blame and whatever, like, I don't know. Like I, Maybe it is time for us to move on. Maybe it is time for us to let it go. If Janet's let it go, I don't know. I'm not really ready. I do still blame Justin for a lot of it because he could have come out and he could have said, you know, it takes two to tango. Like, I don't know why she's getting all of this hate and I'm not, but he was also at a point in his career at that point where he was still kind of coming into his own. Like this was still like very recent post and sync. And he was really trying to make it as a solo artist and trying to make a name for himself. So he wasn't going to go down that road. He just wasn't. And he fit and And that was a failure on his part. I, I believe in my opinion, but it is what it is. Um, so that was pretty much, you know, actually, I do want to say, this is a quote that she did say when she was asked about, you know, the secret child, um, that she supposedly quote, quote unquote had with her first husband, whose name was James DeBarge. She said, I could never keep a child away from James. How could I keep a child from their father? I could never do that. That's not right. Um, so, you know, it, she dispelled a lot of rumors. She put a lot of things to, she did put some things to rest. I, I, I'll get into the final recap of the documentary um, after this, but that was um, basically parts three and four, honestly. Again, I hate that, like, I don't have as much content to give you guys, but I just don't think this... Anyways, I'll get into this into in my final recap of this episode. So, that was parts three and four, and there we have it. Okay, so in closing out my thoughts on this four-hour Janet Jackson documentary, I just have to say, like, for me, I'm not a hardcore Janet fan. I'm not a hater by any means. I love some of her, some of her music. I think she is an icon. I think she deserves all of the accolades she could possibly get. Um, I think the documentary definitely highlighted why certain decisions were made in her career and why certain things happened the way they happened in her career but I don't know like I just 
after watching it, I just feel like if you're not a diehard uh, Janet Jackson fan, you really didn't get much out of it. You really didn't because she really didn't give you much. You know, like she dispelled rumors that I believe correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe she's dispelled the rumor about her having a mysterious baby before, no? Or has she never spoken on this? Somebody please correct me if I, I, I believe she has, but I could be wrong. She she may never have spoken about it. Um, I did think the way that she spoke about her brother Michael was very endearing. Uh, you could tell that he meant a lot to her. You could tell that it was um, more than just a regular brother sister relationship. That they were that they were friends and they cared about each other. It it was sad, you know, when at one point in the documentary she does she did say that it was around the time they made the scream video, which is one of the most iconic videos. Well, first of all, I think the most expensive music video that was ever made or one of them i think it cost nine seven million dollars nine million dollars i forget the exact amount but it was around there to make and she said that that's when she felt there was a shift there was a shift in it was around that time there was a shift in her and michael's relationship there was just something. Something felt off. Something felt different. She really didn't get in. Again, it was everything was very vague. Everything to me, it just seemed like in this documentary, it was everything was very vague. Like, I mean, a perfect example of it, I think, of the vagueness. Right? Okay, so like. In the beginning in the beginning of the documentary right they're driving um through gary indiana which is the which is janet jackson's hometown it's where the jacksons grew up it's where they you know that's where they came from and one of the producers um of this documentary asked her why did you want to do this documentary and she replied back and i'm getting just so you know i'm reading this directly from buzzfeed news.com so i just want to make that clear i'm never one to steal someone's content so she said she replies back it's just something that needs to be done janet responds you've had you've had someone write this unauthorized biography or someone else do something or they'll do a movie and it's dot 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 end of quote she doesn't finish the thought because she spots a gigantic black and white mural of her brothers on the side of a building it's an image she's never seen before. The looming portrait features Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, and Marlon with their eyes tilted towards the heavens while Michael looks straight ahead. She says, oh, I love that. She says, tearing up while the camera lingers on the star. Um, I will say, I, I did find that moment kind of emotional. You could... I. You could definitely tell it was genuine emotion coming from her. Um, yeah, I mean, it It just is what it is. This documentary is what it is. I believe super fans will love it. Absolutely love it. Non-fans, I think, will learn a lot. I think it'll be a reminder of why Janet Jackson is so iconic. I think it was a very good reminder of that.
but other than that, it was okay for me. It was okay. I mean, there was, I didn't think there was any shocking revelations or, I don't know. For me, I, if you guys disagree, disagree, again, please contact me and let me know if I missed something because I just didn't see anything shocking. I didn't see any revelations that were like, oh, that I was like, oh my God, you know? So those are really my final thoughts on it. It was a good documentary. I think it was, you know, if Janet wanted to do it, great for her. Um, you know, I'm always one to advocate for people to tell their own stories rather than have other people tell it for them. And especially famous people and stars and superstars. But yeah, so it is what it is at this point. Um, yeah, that's the ending of my recap of the documentary. I hope you liked it. If you didn't, I'm sorry. Um, it is what it is. So let's get into the next part of this podcast. All right, guys. Well, in other major pop culture news, Rihanna has come out and announced that she is pregnant and she has done it in the most amazing crazy way possible um so basically this past friday when in new york when we were all bracing you know i'm from massachusetts so we were all bracing for this huge snowstorm that was coming in she went out and bared her belly um and she was wearing with her boyfriend asap rocky in new york i mean they were quote unquote taking a stroll it was not it, give me a break it was no stroll it was i believe they were probably outside for five a maximum of 10 minutes okay let's get these pictures taken this will be the announcement and let's head back inside because it was let me tell you it was freezing cold so there's no way they were just taking a stroll in the park but what a lot of people are taking out of this is what rihanna was wearing you ready for this? She was wearing a an outfit that cost $29,000. Yeah, you heard that right. $29,000. I'm sorry, that's insane to me. That is insane to me. I'm actually looking at a picture right now of her wearing that outfit. So I, I believe the pink trench coat that she has open... Again, just search Rihanna Pregnant. You'll see it. That it's everywhere. Um, the pink trench coat that she's wearing that's open. I believe I read somewhere that that jacket. It's a Chanel like trench coat jacket. Um, first, I believe it was designed by Karl Lagerfeld. But that alone, I believe, is like ten to 15,000 grand. So that right there accounts for the majority of the price. But... If you look at the picture, she's really wearing just ripped jeans. So I think, honestly, I think where the majority of the 29000 comes from is the jewelry that she's wearing. That That's what I see. Because there's a lot of, like, gems and jewels and chains and stuff. And I'm assuming that is where the bulk of the price of this outfit is. Because if you, 
if you see this outfit, there is, I mean, you're going to be like, what? How is this 29? I mean, that's when I first saw it, I was like, how is this $29,000? Then after doing some digging and finding out the jacket is, is a Chanel jacket that was basically that was made a long time ago, designed a long time ago by Karl Lagerfeld, worth a lot of money. Okay, fine. I understand that part. The jeans, there's no way you're going to convince me that those jeans are going to equal out to the rest of it. No. So it's it's got to be all the jewelry. So anyway, she did it in style. She announced her pregnancy officially to the world. It looks like, and again, to me, this is just what it looks like to me. I'm just going off of what I see. It looks like she's pretty far along. Um, so she must have known, she's must have known for a while because it looks like it's not just a small baby bump. Like she, she's got a baby bump. <laughs> and I mean, if I had to guess, I would say she's like five, six months, seven months pregnant. So I think this baby is coming very soon. Um, so congratulations to her. Congratulations to ASAP Rocky. I wish you guys nothing but the best. I hope um, the baby comes comes out healthy and beautiful and everything goes well. Um, no ill wishes here. Rihanna, you are gorgeous as always. Do your thing, girl. I mean, this is a woman and not to keep blabbing on and on, but that's what we do here. But this is a woman who literally her fans have been begging her and it, I don't I don't know the exact time frame right now, but it has been a long time since she has released music and her fans have literally been begging for an answer and she won't give one. And I honestly think it's because she's just like over it. I mean, she's created um, what is it? Fenty. The Fenty Beauty line, right? Yeah. It is a billion, multi-billion dollar beauty industry. This woman knows what she's doing. So I got to say to the Rihanna, I think it's what, the Rihanna Navy? To the Rihanna Navy and Rihanna fans in general, I don't think there's any music coming anytime soon. I really don't. I think she has definitely, she's found what she like likes to do, and that's fashion and beauty. She's obviously great at it as it, it has become a billion dollar empire so good for her and again nothing but the best um i just hope people don't expect any music or anything like that coming from her anytime soon because i don't see that happening i hope i'm wrong for all of you diehard rihanna fans but that's my take on that but um yeah her pregnancy announcement was simple. I think the only thing again was just the $29,000 outfit, but if you really dig deep into it, it's really I think it's mainly just the jewels and the jewelry and the gold and stuff like that. But either way, doesn't matter. Congratulations Rihanna. Congratulations ASAP Rocky. I hope you guys have, you know, a wonderful child and make great parents. So, yeah, that's those are my thoughts on that. I, re I really have nothing else to say. So I think that's it. That's pretty much it for today, for this episode. You know, we went over the Janet Jackson documentary. We went, you know, went over Rihanna's breaking pop culture news. And 
yeah. So until next time, guys. All right. We'll talk soon. Everybody have a good one.